bless you, bless you, bless you. God bless you. Whenever you want to just hop in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Austin Facial Hair Club's inaugural podcast. My name is Paul. E. Hendricks, the E stands for Extraordinary, in case you were wondering. I'm here with some of my great, great <laughs> friends. Great friends. Carlos, the most mustachioed wonder. We have uh, Jackie Lynn, but you all know about that mother effer, so we don't even talk to him. Uh, Brian Nelson is here. <laughs> President and founder Thank of you. the Austin Facial Hair Club. Please sit down. Welcome. Welcome, ever, that's, welcome to all our fam. How are you doing today, Paul? Uh, I feel pretty good. good. Getting ready to go That's to Galveston great. for our uh, annual eighth. Dickens on annual. the Strand. Annual. Our eighth. Eighth time we're going. Uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm excited. We're leaving on Friday. And uh, by the time you guys hear this, we'll be down there uh, possibly getting into trouble and also lifting the lives of others, enlightening them. Shit, the yeah. Way of the beard. So we're getting together. This is our very first podcast here together doing this uh, on the flizzle for shizzle. This is Lopes from Emergency Exit Podcast. Tony won't know what that means because I told him I was going to smoke a jizzle last week and he's still asking me what that means. It's got the a word jizz, jizz in it, so I think well, it throws people off. Especially with, with Tony. We wanted to get together and make a podcast, start things off and uh, get things going by talking about maybe about, uh, like tips on uh, performing when you get up on stage because uh, we've got MC, we've got judges here, we've got also performers up there. You know, the, not just going up there with a good mustache or beard is not everything. you got to have... Uh, more than that, your swagger. Your, your swagger. I think that not everyone's intention is to win, and that's one of the great things. I mean, to win a trophy, that's one of the great things about the community and competitions. A lot of people just want to go up there and have their 10 seconds and party. But for the people who are leaving the house like, man, I'm going to be the best tonight, and I'm going to get a trophy thing, do you kind of slowly learn that it's not about your facial hair, and it's about a lot of stuff. You know, sometimes you see the guys with the best facial hair or, you know, the popular facial hair who don't put a lot into maybe their performance or their character or their outfit and don't get much for it. And then at the same time, some people what, what, don't what, do anything what, and get a lot for it. I don't know why it's like bringing me down. I mean, do you, th- do you think that I don't put much time or effort in my outfit? No, no, I wasn't talking about you. No, I'm you very self conscious. No, no you, I mean, you're also a former world champion, so I don't know what you're talking about. Former. Second place world champion. Do you think well, Jackie, every, every placed every placed podium member is a world champion? Nice. You can be third place in the world. Jackie's world too nice. Champion. He always yeah. says like you're a world champion. He says that yeah. to me. I got tenth in Dolly. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're within the. You, you don't win if you don't show up. If you're the tenth place world champion, then you're the tenth place world champion. Do you, Jackie, do you think Can't that's how that, people man. lose Can't their lose their title? Like, say somebody that won first in worlds two years in a row, no. like you. Uh, and then they start getting kind of lazy or like they almost expect to win. And then there's someone hungrier and newer, uh, let's say a Carlos or someone that comes in and leaves, leaves their house that day with the expectation of I'm going to win while the person's already kind of like, well, I've already got it twice you know, in a row of worlds or even any major, any one, any first place. And maybe that's how they lose their edge is well, somebody I think, else comes up. I think that it may be, I don't know if it's, if they're lazy, but I think that people get, get to learn from, the people who have competed before, you get to watch everyone through history, like musicians or any artist. You, you get the world's history of performance at your fingertips to learn, and so you can start there. And if people precede you, that's the best possible thing because it's growing. Do you think then, like, it, it, this last Worlds we just hosted here this past September in that's Austin, right. 
if you notice, you know, as MC, there were so many people there that was their first competition ever from all over the country, even. What I mean, in my as I was MCing at the same time, I was thinking, what a great education. I mean, you're at the you're at the the best competition in the world. We are literally had the most competitors ever. So, do you think that forced veterans to up their game somewhat? Um, having that amount of competition, I mean, there was so many people in each category that it really made them step up. And uh, and uh, the second half of that question is, you know, what what do you think our version of the world showed newcomers? Like, what was their what what, what would what will be their expectation well, coming out of what's the world? so funny, newcomers? Jeff? Newcomers don't have any other expectation at all. Right. I mean, so in the future, what are they going to like? We set up a, we set up a standard. Set the bar really high. Right. We set the bar totally. really high. So how- my first worlds, I didn't expect. You know, it, it gave me an impression of what Austria would be like, uh, but it definitely didn't give me an impression of what Austin would be like. Yeah, for sure. So like people who are just fresh into this, their first competition ever was worlds. They're, they, I mean, it, I mean, was Austin. That, right. That's pretty rad. I mean, but. I don't remember what your other question was. Well, what do you think those? I, I was. Just, uh, do I think the old badasses think feeling like they need to step their game up? Well, do you think I it feel was good? always? Do you think it was good that there were so many newbies in the world that are so many, so many? I don't know what to say newbies, but they were new. So that that makes veterans like you step your game up. Totally. Cool. Yeah, man. People are coming out of the fucking woodwork. Like yeah. I get messages on Facebook and Instagram of these dudes with much bigger mustaches than me and far more handsome and far younger. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, it's true. They don't have sunken in faces and you know scraggly short mustaches. These guys are handsome, and they want to know everything. And I'm a nice guy, so I embellish. I mean, I tell people all the secrets. I don't care. I mean, it's that's why I want that. I wish I I wish there was a dude who I admired when I was getting into it that would give me all the secrets so I didn't have to fumble around for years. Well, Carlos did. I mean, like I met Carlos a couple of years ago at a Come and Shave It. Come and Shave It. And so, right. I'm so great, aren't I, Brian? Now you just recently joined the club, Austin Facial Hair Club. So what was it like for you? Like, What did you have to see before you made those steps to, like, I'm going to join the club and then go out and, like, as far as me and you both go, that was our first out-of-state competitions. Yeah. And uh, so that was badass that we both won some won some gold. Well, I won so, uh, bronze, but um, what was it? What was your like impetus for joining the club and getting more serious about your bearding game? Well, the first time I, I came up on stage was come and shave. I think nine. I thought I had the best mustache in Austin. I'd, I'd say, you know, look at this mustache. And then I met this guy, and I used to use wax, so it was real thin, you know. And then I met this fucking fucker with the imperial that was fat, and ooh my god, I got a chub about it. And I said, this motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, didn't, I don't think I placed or anything at night, but that's when I met Jackie. You probably remember that. The me getting a chub? No, no that placing. too. <laughs> uh, getting up on stage. I think you won first place. And then the next year, that's when I met you. And then, um, I don't know, I never wanted to join the club. I knew about the club. It's the reason why I joined uh, or started uh, growing my facial hair in the first place. I forget what it was. David Vega was who mm. said, you know, get, get, in, get in there and do it. And I, because it was at Jackalope just down the street, I decided, okay, I'll, I'll go join it, you know. And I went three ones in a row. That was the week, uh, the month we were doing uh, every, every week was a, was a meeting. Right, August. Four Worlds, yeah. And uh, I got my three weeks in real quick, or my three meetings in real quick and... Got a coin, man. Cool. Here we are. What do you, what do you, I'm curious with Brian since you you're like the old timer as far as you've been around this game for a long time. What? 
I know, I'll speak louder. Um, how have you seen things change versus your first worlds compared to the worlds that, you know, this vision that you just had of, of uh, a fantastic um, event we just put on? When did, did you start thinking of Austin doing it, like the first time you went to a worlds? No, we didn't know what to think when we went to Alaska in 2009. We thought it was going to, well, we had ideas, but we didn't really know it was going to happen. Like, we thought it was going to be more, uh, more strict and more like people, the judges, like pulling your beard and touching it and getting in there and really measuring and stuff. In Alaska, they were judging from like 10 feet away, maybe, oh, wow. maybe more. So that was, that was kind of weird. But it was so much fun. Just the uh, camaraderie <laughs> was fun. Mm. That was the addicting part. So. so what would you say, both of you and Jackie, like people that came to our worlds for the first time, so they're, they're like hooked. Um, like you guys got in Alaska and they want to go to it's Belgium in um, 2019, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, Antwerp. You know, from what I heard, our worlds was a little more of a party. What would they? What do you think they should expect happening in Antwerp, Belgium? Or do you not? Do you not know? Because it'll be a total party. Like maybe the, maybe the Belgian, it's shifted. The Belgian dudes are really fun, and uh, the Europeans love to have a good time. And you know, they definitely did when they were here. They did in the competitions I've been to in Europe. Uh, I think it'll be a blast. I got uh, I got made fun of by some of the old German men um, because I couldn't c- keep up with them drinking. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of one of the highlights of worlds. They're like, we've been out every night. Where have you been? I was like, I, I have to get some sleep. But they were super cool. I would just be like, pass me the joint and keep passing it to me, baby. I mean, of course, of course, culturally, it's a different place. And, you know, things look different. Everything's like a parallel universe, which makes it fun for us. Brian is the vice president. Are you still vice president of the the uh, World Beard Mustache Association? So, what impact do you think having Worlds here in Austin, hosted by the Austin Facial Hair Club, had on the future of events for Worlds? I think we raised the bar a little bit. So, do you think that will impact future ones? Like people, yeah, will, I mean, will take notice. People want to meet. I think all the hosts will want to meet that bar. Or try to. I don't think there's going to be 738 competitors in Antwerp. And I doubt there'll be that many in New Zealand. Do you think there'll be as much cursing on stage as there was in Austin? I'm not really sure what language they're going to hold mm. the competition in. So I won't know if they are cursing. If it's... That'd be cool to see that in a different uh, language. Uh, are there a lot of people in Europe if that you, are if really you know into... the language. If you know that, like for me, I'd be like, damn, what the... I mean, if, any, I, if anything, it'll be in German. You I don't catch, speak you, You'll German, catch a word so. or two when you're listening and you kind of in build it, build it from that. It was it was a great kind of inside joke in Stuttgart in 2013. They did they recited all the scores in German and then in English for most of the day. I think eventually they stopped doing both languages because it was crazy time consuming. But they would say a lot of people are getting eight and a half. They would say acht Achtkammerfunf, like for hours, and it's, it's hilarious. It's fun for us. I mean, like I don't speak German though so I don't if, if it was a whole competition in one language that I didn't speak that'd be rough I think frankly you, that sounds made up I think a lot from the Eastern Europeans I've met they speak a lot better English than I do German so if anything it'll probably be in English Ein Bier bitte there you go that's all I need uh, so uh, is there is bearding pretty big in Europe like as big as it is in US right now no no it's not the, the bearding or Beard growing in Europe is not as popular with the younger culture. Like, I would be considered as, as a younger culture person in their scenario. Wow. Because they all started it maybe 20 years ago, and then they all just kind of grew up without 
without getting new new blood, you know. Is it true you're a member of AARP and you're the younger generation? Um, yes, it is. Cool. We're the same age, though. Uh, uh, when did they? When did these old timers? When did they get into it? And why aren't they like recruiting younger people? Do they need a reality show in Europe or something? Do they need to air Whisker Wars out there? Because I think that's that, that might be. That, that's a good idea. Know. I don't know. I think in Germany it'd be Visker. I think Visker Wars. I think they continue. I mean, they continue to hold public events. So in their own way, they're recruiting. Um, you know, they're they've been doing it since the early nineties. Yeah. So I mean, it's nineteen ninety was the first world. Yeah. So. They, uh, in many ways, are the reason we're doing it. Yeah, and I'm curious, too, uh, speaking of, of getting started here, because even um, when Whisker Wars came out, was that 2011, the first season was? So how how many clubs were there around the country before and then yeah, after that started out? Like, what kind of impact did that have on the bearding community in the United States? Well, the word that you and other people keep using mm-hmm. to describe yeah, that show. community? No. To describe that community, the beard growing or be- competitive beard wearing, mm-hmm. that word came from that show. Mm. And so it, Austin Facial Hair Club always rejected using the word bearding mm. because bearding actually means to fight someone. Cool. You look it up in the dictionary. Keep correcting me. We'd be bearding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we never liked that, that verb. But What um, did you call it? Just beard uh, competition? Beard or? wearing, beard oh. growing. Beard having. I'm barely beard Facial having. hair having. Beard whatever, competition. You know. Beard competing. In all so it's kind of like we can't show. fight it anymore. So it's before like Whisker Wars came on and became the success that, I mean, however successful it was, um, that definitely had an impact, though, on did, did like local competitions start getting bigger and there started becoming more chapters across the country in different cities? Did that definitely inspire people to create those? I think that when Whisker Wars started, there weren't there were less than 20 mm. beard clubs in the country. How many now? I don't know now, probably over 100. Wow. So yes, that's quite an impact. I mean, I'm not saying that that's the only reason that happened, but I'm, know, sure. Duck, I'm sure Duck Dynasty oh, yeah, had yeah, yeah, something yeah. to do with it. The San Marcos have a uh, beard club? They did. I don't know if they still do. Now, when you get up in the morning, do you look at yourself in the mirror and said, I started all this? Yeah, how does that feel? No, I don't. I never say that. I do it. I didn't even have anything to do with it. I say it all the time. You look at in the mirror and then say, I start, like, Brian Startle. I did. I do. And then I touch, <laughs> I pinch my nipples really hard and it gets weird. It gets no, weird. we, I mean, I don't, we didn't, we obviously didn't start anything. We just kind of joined in and at an opportune moment. Yeah. They, but they're well, just, I think you started in like um, a spike, like a, you made a, you created a tipping point in, you in young people in America through TV, you know, and, so the other thing, it became part of pop culture, so then it catches on. Yeah, um, they wanted to see, the, see what's going on. I didn't know what was going on. I remember being in Hawaii, and I started growing my beard out, and there was a couple of Hawaiian friends I had talking about, let's just see how far out we can grow our beard. But it wasn't for any other reason except we were, we were actually kind of lazy. Um, just wanted to be, grow our beards out. And um, I never heard of, I'd heard of Whisker Wars, but until I came here and met you guys. But it also was, a, uh, it wasn't, the bearding, or you don't like that word. It wasn't the beard comps as much. It as doesn't matter anymore. The fun, I like that word. I think it was the party when I first went. First time I met you guys was at a, a six month sprint at Shangri La, where we shaved. You had barbers there shaving off, um, shaving off beards for six months. That was coming up in February, and it was such mm-hmm. a, it was such a, a fun party that I was like, you know, where what is 
I, how have I never experienced this? Um, kind of like a subculture, and I'm, I've grown up in subculture, so that was what excited me about it. So I think that plays into also why, particularly in the show, and why Austin uh, is unique in having uh, inspire other clubs to do this, inspire clubs to open up. So what separates the Austin Facial Hair Club from other clubs, and I'm not necessarily saying this is we're better than them for this reason. It's just what what is the what is the 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 one thing that sticks out? Why Austin? Even even when I was in Boulder at the comp, the last uh, the last next competition that they mentioned on stage out of all the clubs was come and shave at eleven or twelve rather, and they said you know uh, if you guys want to go see a party, if you want to go see a, a real uh, live event go to come and shave at 12 in February in Austin that those guys know how to do it. So what is it that's, is it just naturally you and and Alex, everyone that started this are just party people or when I started, we didn't start the, sh- the show in Austin. It was misprint magazine started the, the beard competition, the in, come and shave it. They started oh. the misprint, uh, beard competition. We, we adopted that or they gave it to us and then both adopted it. And we changed the name because we thought it was funny. Um, well, at one point we were at the TV show called us the Texas Nationals, so we tried to call it the Texas Nationals, and then we got a cease and desist order from uh, Phil Olson, who uh-huh. owned the National Beard and Mustache Championship. So we we talked about fighting it in court or whatever. But then we decided that come and shave it would be funnier. And when was That's the cool first name. one? Uh, consider the first one. I'm like, gonna say what. So this year's twelve, right? Mm-hmm. So. 2006 or seven? Hmm. 2007? What is that? Five? I mean, I, six? Are you, are you talking about the first come and shave it, or that's the first misprint? The first misprint. Ah. The first one was at Club DeVille, and I remember Miletus came up to me in front of Flamingo Cantina and asked me if I wanted to go. I had a beard at that point, and I was like, beard contest? Well, no way. I'm going to go skateboard. I went and like, skateboarded Stupid downtown. hipsters. Right, and then the next year... The next year, the next like five or six years, I was a judge, mm. but it was more of it's more of like a tongue in cheek party in sure. Austin, so it wasn't like a. It was more of making fun of itself than it was a serious event. Is that I think that, yeah. So I think that's what helped make it more of a party. And plus, and then we moved it to the Mohawk, and then it was like more of a rock show. So we tried to make it more of a rock and roll show, even though there's not really any bands or. It didn't matter. I, st- I still stage. Uh, vomited on myself the first one. So good job, you guys did a great. Okay, well, great party. Oh, they were always that so doesn't cool, sound man. very good. Well, it I think. Well, but I also want to say I think if you go to any of the comp- uh, competitions that have been going on for five plus years in America, you're going to get an incredible show. I mean, the Austin Facial Hair Club. The lot of reason why it's such a good show is because they've done it so many times. They've worked the kinks out, figured out how to make a smooth, fun. You know, environment. It's also a great city to do it in, but it's a lot of great cities. Competition in Charleston's incredible. Competition in Philadelphia is incredible. Sacramento, you know, like there's a lot of clubs that have been doing this for a long time. I know that Carlos uh, really enjoyed the green room in the in Boulder's event. Ooh, man, the greenest green room. They said. Is that the Dickens Opera House? That's a little yeah little a, room behind the stage. Yeah, the Dickens Opera House was a great venue. Um, I just noticed Carlos really enjoyed the green room. Yeah, I, What's your I did. experience of the green room there, Carlos? Oh, do you want me to talk about it? Sure. Oh, man. I remember taking a dab. Took a fat dab. And like I was, the football player does with his arm? Not one of those things. Oh. Uh, like straight up, you know, legal. It was, it was, it's legal there, so I can say it. And I uh, took a fat one there. 
I, I was coughing my eyes out, and Greg uh, Schulenwolf, I, I, what's yes. his last name? Am I saying that right? It's close enough. Uh, close enough. Yeah. He, <laughs> sorry if I'm butchering <laughs> your name, bud. Who he was judging. He was judging, but he was down there, and he wanted to uh, take a video of uh, him opening up some sort of product from an oil that he's like sponsored by. And he gave the camera to me. He said, will you do this? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm coughing every few seconds. And it's big coughs, like you're gagging when you cough. And um, I was holding it, and I kept coughing and shaking. I'm like, I gave it to him, and I had to go to a different room and just cough, cough that out. <laughs> and I remember that was uh, when, I, when I finished it, I went out, and I started walking about. And then I, that was just about the time where I had to go up on stage. And I talked that. I said the same thing up there. I took a fat dab up there. Got super, super high. They do have a pretty good green room. They had lots of uh, a good accoutrement there. Lots of stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are smokers out there, but it was very enjoyable for me. Your boy loves accoutrement. Uh, tell us more. We got to talk about the Dickens on the Strand because uh, we're almost out of time here. We're going to be on uh, be going to be on the road going to Galveston, Texas. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be hosting a, the it's Albert's Whisker Review. Am I Albert's Whimsical, Whimsical Whisker, Whisker Review, Review, the 8th Annual. 8th Annual. Oh, a new one. Isn't that crazy? It's at the 44th Annual Dickens on the Strand Festival. And have we been doing it all eight years? Yeah. Oh. We've been doing it for eight years, not the whole 44, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, talking about, uh, like, well, I don't even know anything about Dickens on the Strand, what, what goes on there. It's just a little... Block festival, full multi block. It's an yeah, it's like uh, six or eight blocks. Yeah, something like that. And there's a couple parades a day. They have uh, bed races. They've got scotch bed eggs. frame races. Mm, scotch eggs. People are just racing with bed frames with Car motors bombs. in them. Yeah, uh, no motors. I think they push. You push like okay. someone's on the bed, and then some couple people are pushing the bed. Put some caster wheels like old, on the uh, fucking old, bed. Old antique beds. I've only gone for uh, <laughs> the past two years. Uh, I went two years ago. It was the first time. They're, they're really fun. The first year, um, we'll say the Austin Face Yard Club has an opportunity to cut loose. We also wear uh, costumes as well. First year I went, we were pirates. Last year we were Dickens. This year we'll be Dickens era gypsies. Um, basically Dickens. So last year, though, it was like flooding and crazy rain, and they don't, they didn't cancel it. So we ended up doing, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what's the name? Albert's Whimsical Whisker Review inside of Murphy's Pub, which is right across from where our booth is, and they're our, kind of our home bar while we're there. So it was kind of challenging. However, once again, this year, it looks like it's going to be sunny all weekend. We'll be back on, on the main stage doing a competition, um, and we basically spend all the time there signing people up, Drinking, eating, just having a really, a really good time, um, pushing the limits of, of what's acceptable in in society. Um, sometimes, <laughs> hey, I'd on tell occasion, you, I I've been to a lot of uh, club events and parties, and I would say that for some reason we party harder in Galveston than any other show any anywhere. <clears throat> Why? It, Why? Why is that? It, maybe it's it's just like a hometown getaway, you know? Like it's usually it's usually not a lot of clubs a lot of people outside of our club and we get to all travel together somewhere just together. It's not really as big a Texas community event because it's pretty far from other cities. So, uh, yeah, man, we get down there. We just have a blast. It's not like it's an event that's attracting other beard clubs. It's just local us going and it's down a, there. It's a super sweet event. Yeah, I mean, it's like a relaxed it's, beach town. So yeah. it's really easy to just hang out and party. Yeah. And, and the competition's really humble. Like you get these, Sweet old dudes and young guys who just show up and they're like, "Oh, beard beard competitions are a thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll I'll sign up. I got a beard, and you know it's it's great. 
it's going to be a lot of fun. It is. Is there a lot of fun? And it's, it's funny. I'm just thinking of Jackie saying it's the one. Like for some reason, we go there and let loose, which is oh, we go nuts. which is the odd place to do it in because the I swear the curbs are like two and a half feet high. Yeah, they're high. So it's yeah. if you if you take a drunken uh, trip on the curb, it's a long uh, way do down. You can snap an so, ankle real quick. Uh, it's, well, I fell off one backwards the first year I was there's there. There's a ratio. It, was, to, it took a while to get down. There's a ratio for scotch eggs and alcohol that I like to follow. Mm. Mm. You eat so many scotch eggs. You drink so many shots. What are scotch eggs, first of all? So, (laughs) let me make sure I'm getting this right. It's basically a a hard-boiled egg inside of a sausage ball. Soft-boiled egg. Soft-boiled egg inside of a a sausage ball, meatball, a deep-fried Oh my god! And then they serve it with like honey mustard. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the best thing. It's good. Mm. It's really good. And um, we usually drink a lot of Guinness with. Um, um, I want to. I don't want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> just say Carbon. Carbon people right. get it. It's just they're just yeah. Carbon whiskey, shots. whiskey with Kalut. Tullamore Dew. Tullamore Dew and... Um, Kahlua? Or is no, it? it's um, Bailey's. We, we, we drink Bailey's. lots of Lone Star there, too. Lone Star. They have Lone Star up there, I assume? We're going to bring a bunch of Lone Star okay, good. Yeah. with us. And so hand it out to the kids. Out. Just put right. the vending machine up. We're not handing out. Come on, Brian. Don't be. Don't don't mess us up. Yeah, Saturday is the day of the competition. Well, this, it's at 5 p.m. I said I'm going to do my family-friendly MC uh, version. Of, I never had Well, that is important. Well, I didn't get to do it the first time I got yanked. Brian yanked me um, from doing it the first year because I felt, well, I didn't make it up on the stage. I think I had the flu <laughs> last yeah. year. You, oh. had the, you had like 16 Irish car bombs. Something like that. Uh, last year it was inside a bar, so it was just me screaming. And so I'm kind of excited to see like, oh, cool, I get to finally do it and, uh, and do it in a family-friendly, as family-friendly as I can do. What makes you think that you're going to be any different from any other year? Uh, intent. Been thinking about it for like a week. Oh yeah, guilt from I think you got two years it. ago. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I know. It's gonna be good. Uh, I apologized two years ago. Uh, yeah, atten- I apologized a lot. If but probably I do remember- if you say too many bad words on stage, they probably won't ask us back. Okay. Well, okay. damn. Now so. you see, don't put. Jesus. It's a very. I mean, there's a lot of kiddos. It's a family yeah, friendly. I've been there. There were kids it's last totally time, fun. but they were in a bar, so I felt like I didn't know if you they could anyone could hear me anyway. But uh, it is it is super fun. The first year, I just got just got away from it. I'd never been before. Didn't know what to expect. Before noon, we had done several car bombs, and things things just got things got uh, crazy. So we're gonna have five categories. Five categories. What do we got? These categories. We have uh, the Rip Van Winkle, which is the full beard. Mm. Then we have the most impressive Piccadilly weepers. <laughs> sideburns. Sideburns, exactly. Okay. And we have the finest gatter soaker. <laughs> gatter soaker. Uh, gatter soaker. The hell that's, is what, that? that's what you have. I called, these last year. I called these last year and I don't even remember. <laughs> You're pretty funny. And then the noblest toff. Noblest toff. Best groomed. Toff. Mm. Toff. The best yeah. groomed. Top. That's best groomed. Toff. And then the hairiest maiden in the land. That's Whiskerina. Mm. Well, yeah. and uh, Patrick also uh, participated in that one last year. In Whiskerina? He did. It's yeah. a hard, uh, usually we get about 40 con- you, contestants, you and it's, uh, it's pretty fun. Look. It's fun, there's a lot of time to talk, and it's, it's really low-key compared to other competitions around the country. What do, they, what do the first place winners get, some kind of award? Or? We have awards for all the places, first through third. Cool. And it's really fun. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Carlos will be your first one, your inaugural. Yeah, and I'm going to compete. I think that's okay with you all, right? Yeah, you go ahead. I'm yeah. going to compete. Good. I'm going to gather you, a lot of people as much we, as I can. We usually fill, we bring people, 
anyway. Like our, uh, we have some friends there, but we bring a lot of club members. And so if there is a, a category that's not doesn't have enough people in it, then we'll stack the category with people from the club. Sure. And there's and so a lot of, usually the people from the club are aren't going to win. Yeah. So. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people from the past, uh, just Dickens enthusiasts that always compete, like who've become great friends of the club, who will definitely be there, and then just come slithering up. And yeah, it's going to be blast. awesome. Yeah. We should give a shout out to uh, Murphy's Irish Pub, also where you'll find us. And if, if you're looking for us, we'll have a booth right across the street from them. Um, if you're looking for anyone in particular, like Jackie, because he's a, a well-known celebrity. Um, everybody knows about Z-list. his mustache. Wait, who? Yeah, who? It's uh, what's talking about? Are you talking about Brian mm. Nelson? Cold what's your address? Star. So it should be fun, and we're gonna all be dressed Damn up. So yeah. look for the uh, look for the Dickens era gypsies, um, which basically we look like anyway, just with fluffier shirts and like pants. pirates, basically. Mm. No. Fancier pirates, dirtier, no, dirtier, dirtier well, uh, ca- caravanners. You Caravan, know, uh, there you go. You know, uh, my mom's pasta de perinka blue. Jackie, Jackie might tell you uh, your future if if you feel so inclined. Right, but watch your pockets. You like Dex? Yeah, it'll be a good time. It'll be so fun. All right, so what's after Dickens? What's going on after Dickens that we're looking forward to? Christmas. Santa's gonna come. It's gonna be cool. Santa. He has a cool beard. I barely know her. He's very famous. Yeah. February, uh, coming up really quickly here in February, we got Come and Shave at 12. This time, uh, for the first time, it will be at a new location called Come and Take It. Oh, is that confirmed for show? Yeah, we can, we can say that? Yes. I can edit it out. The 24th. 24th of February. 24th of February. I'll be there. It'll be freaking Come and awesome. Take It Live. Come and take it. Liza's down the street from here, y'all. Yeah, you can walk cool. there. I am after go- party at Los's house. Los, <laughs> I'll put back everybody in this apartment. Just like Denver, after party at Los's uh, hotel room. After party, come and take it. Dude, it's possible. It. I just saw a video where a bunch of people in Denton were jumping up and down in the third floor, third floor, and no, they went see, crashing down. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. <laughs> awesome. Nobody died. Oh yeah. Yeah, people got. It sounds fingers. like Denton. Denton. Sounds like yeah, it's a party town, right? What do I know? About Fucking that? party town. I wonder if Denton's got a uh, sounds like Cleveland. Club. I don't think they do. They have in the past. We I don't know if they do right now. We have a lot of Denton uh, Denton folk come down here for Come and Shave It. My first one, I remember meeting quite a few Denton folk. Yeah, people from Denton definitely show up. How does, like, uh, how was there used to be a club? Uh, do they just like give up well, on I the think club? That, I think that bigger clubs in some cities kind of absorb everybody. Mm. Uh, like the North Texas Beard Alliance. Denton's definitely a North Texas city, so they just kind of, everybody mm. rolls with them. You think about, too, like, the, so... Uh, Austin Facial Hair Club just celebrated this past year, the 10-year anniversary. But if, if Brian decided he didn't want to do it anymore and step down and um, Alex isn't you know that much involved, it would definitely take some members of the club to stand up and say, we want to continue this. Um, so if you have... It's not going to end. If you have members <laughs> that, are, that are standing up holding it, um, it could stay. But if you have like just a couple people that are really doing everything and then they decide to leave and a lot of the other members are just members uh, for something to do, then it very easily could very easily could go away. I tried I tried to start my own club in uh, Houston, which is one of the largest cities in America. And I did everything I could to hold events and we never really got more than like half a dozen members ever. Uh, I think in some of the larger cities, it's harder. Yeah, mm. sure. I mean, I mean, that makes sense because it's hard to get localized. Right. You know, you got cities like Boulder, Austin, Charleston. Is there a, but like, there's oh, a Denver club exactly and a Boulder bar. club? Yeah. There is a Denver and Boulder club? 
and Fort Collins. Mm, interesting. I started to start my own club, but it was more of a bald bearded, uh, bald bearded and handsome club. Um, nobody could pass the test to get in, though, so it's just <laughs> just lonely. Yeah, it's really just lonely. So, hey, well, thanks everybody for listening. This has been the first episode of the Austin Facial Hair Club official podcast. That's right. Uh, thanks, Paul E. Hendricks, and the E stands for... Extraordinary, if you didn't know. Exclusionist. <laughs> Extortionist. <laughs> I will never give you that money. Exclusionist. Exclusionist. Wow. Brian Nelson, thank you. Eric, buddy. if you want to be thank a you. about it. Sorry. Jackie Lynn. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you Everybody very much. You guys Jackie have anything plug? Any plugs? Plugs? Check out Austin Facial Hair Club uh, dot com. Austin Facial Hair Club dot com. That's at, right. And at Austin Facial Hair Club on Instagram is it, or and the Twitter. Follow it, us yep, and, and the Twitter. Yep. I never that get too. on Twitter. It's either Austin Facial Hair Club or AFHC. No Snapchat. No, we're all too old. Maybe Dylan's got a secret one. He probably know does. About. He's a manny. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Check out next week. Aloha. Are you familiar with how the Federal Reserve manipulates the value of your dollar in an effort to keep the money flowing where and how they want it? Or how about the theory that there is an advanced race of humans living inside the Earth's crust on a landmass called Agartha with a small sun in the center of the Earth? <laughs> you must be kidding, aren't you? Are you ready to open your mind and see the world for what it really is? Oh, I know. They're dirty, rotten, filthy whores. On the Emergency Exit Podcast, we bring you the news and corruption that happens every day. And we present it to you in a way that won't bring you down. We lighten the mood by playing our signature idiot or idiom game, America's favorite and only game show that's based on the etymology of idioms, and we play it for the Golden Jazz Master. Join Brandon Hard Hat Mitchell, Nick the Passion Rider, and the 2021 World Facial Hair Champion, Carlos Richard, that's me, every week as we sit down and discuss past and current events going on in the world that affect you on a daily basis. Like a fucking Sam's I know! You can find this and more on the Emergency Exit Podcast. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, EMEXPod, creep us on Instagram, or visit us on the interwebs at emergencyexitpodcast.com. That's right.